When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Again, as, as we look at this game coming up now, oh, I wanted to start with the defense, but we're talking about running, so so let me give this stat. I was like, you know, Tampa Bay's got a really good rush defense, and I went kind of looked at it, and typically they've had some good games, but they've had four games that they've gotten gashed. And I'm not saying I'm watching every Tampa Bay snap, so I don't know what, you know, uh, what it was with that or what happened, but Panthers ran for 173 on them. The Ravens ran for 231. The Chiefs ran from 189, and the Falcons ran from 154. So they've had games where they've gotten run on. Did the Panthers what, do – was that Panthers game? Was McCaffrey uh, there? Or I was don't that think after so. No, I think that was okay. the Foreman game. Okay. Oh, yeah, the yeah, game yeah. Of Foreman, You're yeah. right, you're right. So because yeah. um, I'm worried that with that too, Brian, I'm worried that if they're not Brian third Foreman. and manageable, eventually it's going to come back and bite them in the ass. So if you're not third and manageable and you're constantly third and seven, third and eight, with a, with a young quarterback and you are playing a very good defense. Tampa's got problems, but we'll get to it where it is. It's it's on the other side of the ball. That's where you could worry. And again, you just have one bad pick, one bad turnover and the game can turn. So, so that does worry me a little bit is, are they going to be able to maintain? I, again, I just think they got to get to 20, but can they mm-hmm. avoid mistakes? Cause this is a huge going to Seattle will be a huge test for Purdy. Tampa's defense is going to be a huge test for Purdy too. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Now, the one area that's crazy about Tampa Bay, they don't turn the ball over. They don't cause turnovers. They've only forced two turnovers in their past nine games. Sorry, eight Ooh. games. Like, Whoa. they're they're not that ball-hawking team. And Antoine Winfield, you know, their safety, who would qualify as, like, the quote-unquote ball hawk, I don't think he's going to play. He missed last week, uh, didn't practice today. I, I'm not quite sure they're going to continue that. So, I want more favorable matchups. I, I want Kyle to throw on first down a little bit more. Um, and I wish he'd run on third down more. If it's third and six, third and seven, I would not give a damn if he ran the ball. Like I am, right. that is fine for this game because the bucks aren't going to put up a lot of points. Not on, right. not on this defense. They haven't no. all year. So like literally first one to 17 wins. So like, 
be a little bit more unorthodox, Kyle. Like throw on first, run on third, like get your team in some favorable matchups, allow the talent, which is you have more talented rosters, no doubt about it. L- let them kind of take over. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that's been happening with them lately is that they've been losing on first and second down and they have not been able to really get it. It's resulted in a lot of third and longs. And we love those Jimmy stats like, oh, on third and eight or more, you know, he's got a, a super high conversion rate, like second highest conversion rate in the league and yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, what, what the underlying thing there is that they're not winning on first and second down. And you just can't do that with a young quarterback. You can't do that with an inexperienced quarterback. So I'm with you. Like, I, I hope they can throw on first and second down more to be able to get more yardage because running the ball is just not working. And uh, it's just, it's it's one of those things where the reason why, like, you look at the, the year that Tom, that Tom Brady is having, and he's having a pretty good year, 14 touchdowns, two picks. Like, he's having statistically a pretty good year. And you wonder why aren't they winning more? Well, it's because they can't run the ball. They're dead last in the league. At all. At all. Yeah, he's they having on the awful. surface, Brady's having a good year, but his TD percentage is the lowest of his career. His yards per attempt is the second lowest of his career. And his yards per completion is the lowest of his career. And he's thrown 524 times already this year because they can't run. <laughs> yep. They can't get the ball down field. They can't, can't. run. His yeah, arms so going to fall surface, off. Yeah, you, you look and you're like, yeah, Tom's stats look okay, but he, it's, it's, he's, he has not been able to do what he has in the past with that team, which is get the ball down the field to Mike Evans and, and make big plays. They haven't been able to do that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Guys, Jimmy Garoppolo has more passing touchdowns than Tom Brady. That's crazy, man. <laughs> And that, um, that'll remain that way this week, right? Because Brady's not going to throw any touchdowns, right? <laughs> I like your style. But, I like your style. <laughs> but, but we can't we can't get out of here without giving our flowers to the defense, though, right? Like, I mean, this just unbelievable, the job that they've done. We talked about earlier, one of the best defenses that we've ever seen from this team. And they get Eric Armstead back last week. He was on a pitch count, played 21 snaps, and he was very impactful. So the question I have for you is, is kind of twofold, like, you know, about Armstead and his impact and how they kind of ease him back in. And are we going to see Javon Kinlaw? Is it worth using an IR spot activation to get Javon Kinlaw in there when you've been really fine without him and you can use that on another player? You don't have Ridgeway. That's the big, yeah. I was going to say, that's yeah. the problem. Ridgeway he's went down. The, the pec, right? The pec injury. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's pretty much done for the season. Yeah. yeah. The good news is I think this is a week where you would not have needed Ridgeway as much because they can't outrun it up the middle. Uh, I think Ty McGill can step into that spot rather well. I think he played his way into that role, and when Armstead came back, then they put him on the inactive list. Uh, because, But now I think he just steps up into that role. Um, so I'm not too concerned. And with Ken Law, not yet. There's no reason to bring him back now. Um, like, they can't run the ball. It's not a big deal. Let Ken Law get this extra month. It's the playoff push. That's what it would be for if he does come back that's a big if um but i don't think there's any need to push that now well and the issue is 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 they only have two activations left and they've got elijah mitchell jimmy garoppolo and javon kinlaw jimmy didn't officially go on did he he hasn't gone on yet oh that's true that's true i don't think they will put him on 
That's yeah, true. I don't That's I doubt point. they will too. But yeah, you've got Kinlaw, Elijah, Trey Lance. Those are the three yeah. of that are possible. But I yeah. think the situation's gonna kind of solve itself. Um I, th- I think it's gonna kind of solve itself. Some of and the guys is, won't be able to come back. This is really if if you look at the numbers, this is a nightmare matchup for the Bucs because the Bucs can't run the ball. They're last in the NFL mm-hmm. at three point three yards per carry. And the Niners defense is first in the NFL at three point three yards, giving up three point three yards per carry. Now the Bucs have scored nineteen points or less seven times, and they've only scored more than twenty two just once. So at some point, I don't care what the names are. It's just they're just not getting it done. So they're not going to be able to run the ball. Um, they're I don't think they're going to be able to get big plays downfield. They're going to get pressure on Brady. Worfs isn't playing. And I saw this stat. I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast, which which I love. I think he does a great job. He had Benjamin Solak on, who was I comes out ben. with numbers. I, I, he's great. I don't I know where he comes from, but he said this was heading into last week. So I don't know how the Dolphins game affected it, but. Since drafting Fred Warner, the 49ers have allowed just 71 completions to the intermediate middle of the field. That's 15 fewer than the next closest team. So you have, they're not going to be able to run. You got Fred and Dre Greenlaw taking away the middle of the field. They haven't been able to get the ball downfield. Brady's only averaging, like we said, 6.4 yards per per attempt. What's this offense going to do? I mean, unless Tom Brady... I don't know. He digs into the Tom Brady magic because he's playing his boyhood team and something fluky happens. I think this is just a nightmare matchup for them. And I don't think they're going to get to 20 points. And I think if the Niners can do that, you're in good shape. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting about this Tampa Bay offense, their offensive line. I mean, they've just had, it's just been decimated by injury. And so that's been part of the, you know, part of the the conversation the whole season. Yeah. Losing their center. Yeah, they lost their center. Uh, Werfs has gone down multiple times, right? I, or, or maybe just once, but for a long time. But regardless, their their offensive line hasn't been great. They still have given up the fewest sacks in the NFL with 18. Well, and, and that's what Tom Brady does. Like, yeah, a yeah, big yeah. reason why the yards per attempt so low, he throws the ball away more than any other quarterback. Like, if there's pressure in his face, he will throw the ball away. If it's first, second down, he does not give a damn. Um, he just he throws the ball away more than any quarterback because you don't want to take hits, you don't want to turn the ball over. And, and I'm they fine down, with that. yeah, they check down to their backs a ton too. Fournette and uh, White catch a lot of passes. Dre Greenlaw, baby. Yep, Greenlaw and Fournette hitting each other in the flats, running full speed at each other. I'm just saying that's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna, gonna be, be that's gonna be enjoyable. Real, real quick, another stat, you guys. So we ask we ask people like you know, well, people may be wondering where can you attack the 49ers defense? Where's the weak link, right? And a lot of people will say like, all right, who's like across from Mooney in Lenore. And right now here's a stat for you about Diameter Lenore from coach Yak on Twitter. So since he started at, since he took over the the cornerback starting spot in week six, 28 yards allowed per game, no touchdowns allowed 63 passer rating allowed, which is ranked ahead of Jair Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard and others. They targeted fantastic. they targeted Tyreek Hill uh, whenever he was manned up with him four times. Tyreek got one catch, and guess what? So did Demo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, awesome, it's crazy. They just keep plugging guys in. It's on that defense. It's insane. You get to the point that guy like, couldn't that guy couldn't see the field last year. No. They mm-hmm. wouldn't let him on nope. the field after he got burned in Philadelphia in what week two, right? They're yeah. like, all right, you're done. And they pulled him off, and we didn't see him again. Like, I put him on a milk carton. Where is Diamador Lenore? He was the Sam Womack of last offseason, right? Like, turning mm-hmm. heads in camp. You're like, this is this guy is going to be a dude. And then started the season just like Womack, and then 
got burned in Philly, never saw him again. Now, Womack has had a better season this year, but Demo's been playing so well that I think we forget that Ambry Thomas is still on this team. Yeah, and Ambry right. Thomas played a huge role for the defense down the stretch. He doesn't see the field anymore. Yeah. They're just the, the I don't ahead think, of him in almost every single yeah. every time somebody's come out, it's been Womack at the yeah. slot or Womack outside, yep. not Ambry Thomas. Yeah. And so I, I think I don't think we give enough credit to this front office and this scouting and uh, scouting staff. They I mean, there's been some misses in the first round, but outside of those, they hit home runs all the damn time. And yep. it is really impressive. I they hit him late in the draft. They hit him in undrafted free agency. They hit him with yeah. guys like Manny Hugh, who they see value in, and yeah. they bring in and, and they do well. You know, Jordan, Jordan Willis, Willis. Yeah. well in their system. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I said it a few shows ago. I'm I'm done bashing their personnel. Done because <laughs> yeah. it's look at this roster, look at this defense, look at the people they just plug in. Even the offensive line, like there's you know there's frustrations with that. In the line can be an easy place to blame, but how many times have we seen 2019? Both their starting tackles were hurt for a long stretch, and they went eight and all. You know, they they just kind of plug guys in and make things work. So the QB situation has gotten a lot because it's it's been a little crazy, a little dysfunctional. But you really can't argue with personnel of this team, man. You can't. So let's not forget this front office drafted. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> we you know we need we need we need John the um God, uh, the guy Paul Heyman to come in. Oh, yes, say yes. Brock, Brock Purdy's Brock voice. You see the tweet that he put Purdy. I, dude, I'll tell you what, if they get a home playoff game, I can, I can almost guarantee that that they'll get somebody out there for that. Wouldn't that be I would awesome? I love that. I would love yeah. to see Paul Heyman call Brock Purdy's name. That'd be hilarious. Incredible. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive, guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> Brian, we got to get a soundbite of uh, Heyman doing that and use it in the show. That's a good point. I'll, I will yeah. look. I will. I will try and find that. Or I'm just, just gotta cut it off part. before he says last. Yeah, before he says Lesnar. Yeah, and then just like put your name. <laughs> put put like your voice in there. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yo, before we get out of here, guys, we got it. We got predictions. We got to get predictions. So yes, we do. John, you are the guest of the hour. So please, uh, what, what do you think this weekend? I'm seeing a straight up field goal fest. I'm going 19 to 13, 49ers win and cover against the great Tom Brady. Field goals galore, baby. All right. Starting Robbie Gold on my fantasy team. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brian, what do you got? Um, so I know I said it in our last show. Um, in week two, Trey Lance went down with an injury. Jimmy Garoppolo came in, absolutely blew the doors off the Seattle Seahawks. And then the next week faced one of the better defenses in the NFL and the Denver Broncos. And we all remember how that game uh, went, went. <laughs> and, and we would probably like to forget it. And then last week, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, Brock Purdy comes in, blows the doors off the Miami Dolphins, comes in, has to face a very difficult defense in Tampa Bay and, and a defensive coordinator who is really good at uh, disguising coverage and things like that. So this game does worry me, even though I am the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train, and, and I don't think the 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 I don't think the situation is going to be too big for him. But I do think it's going to be a difficult game, John. I, I I agree with you. I think it's going to be low scoring, and so I <clears throat> I I'm going to I feel like I have to keep my trend right. My my trend has been I've picked the 49ers in every game so far this season, so I've been wrong four times, but I've been right eight times. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, pretty good record there. So I'm going to say the 49ers are going to win, uh, but I'm going to say 16 to 13. 
Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you guys. I think I'm going to say 20 to 12. They're going to win. And I think Tampa's going to kick four field goals and the Niners will pick, kick a couple, but the Niners will find the end zone a couple of times. I think it'll be a bit of a stressful game just because that's kind of how they roll. Right. And, but I think they're going to pull it out and I think they're going to be nine and four going into Seattle, who I think will be eight and five. And I think the game is going to be gigantic. So that's where I am with that. All right, guys. You. Oh, I you about- okay, give it yeah, go, buddy. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I did. I don't matter. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I, I I think I'm gonna go again with with John Field Goal Fest. It's gonna go uh, 16 to three. The 49ers defense will will turn in a signature performance against the goat, and this will be what I will I will do the open of the next show. I plan on doing the open of the next show, guys, because that's what happens. John is is when they win, I do the open of the next show, right? So I've done it eight times this year. We will continue that tradition as well. The Niners will win their sixth straight game, and they're going to go into Seattle, and uh, and we're going to see about that. So, yeah, Niners win 16-3. Uh, All right, before we get out of here, John, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, your website for the road trip. Yeah, road trips, if you want to come party with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Follow me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. My middle name's Lamar. Somebody took John Chapman. It's what we roll with. Um, and yes. yeah, 49ers Rush, wherever you listen, watch, download, subscribe. Uh, come join us along with these handsome devils. Thank you, gentlemen. This is an absolute pleasure. Big fans of all of you. And when we finally get to meet up in person, first round of drinks always on me, my friends. Beautiful. John, Thanks so much, John. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. All right. For Brian and Zane, I'm Al. Peace. Later.